Community Radio. All your friends are doing it. 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 Best frequencies forever. Good morning. You are listening to TV on the radio here on BFF.FM. I'm Leah and I'm here with Jessica. Good morning, Jess. How are you? Good morning, Leah. I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. Great. Have you murdered anyone today yet? I wouldn't say it on the radio. (laughs) The day is young. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, today we are talking about the Apple Plus series, Bad Sisters. Um. Sharon Horgan joined, <laughs> and we are uh, long-time early adopter Sharon Horgan fans. <laughs> uh, so Some people say we discovered her. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we are those people. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I was all in on this series before I knew anything about it, but yeah. this series is an Apple Plus original based on a... Uh, Flemish show, <laughs> um, Clun, um, about a family of five sisters, one of them being married to an absolute asshole referred to as the prick. And the show starts off with um, the first episode, you find out that the prick has died. And then um, the show uh, basically goes back and shows you how he died looping in the fact that the sisters wanted to be the architects of his demise. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, what did you think about the show, Jess? Um, I enjoyed it. I really, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I know you loved it. 
Um, we stand a man dying on TV. That's in this the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. Nothing brought me more catharsis than seeing a terrible man die. Um, yeah, okay. I'm interested in talking about that. I did enjoy the show. I thought the the um, the acting was good. Yeah. It had five sisters, and I loved their dynamic. Yeah, you see, like various iterations of their interacting with each other, and I thought that was really well done. I really I loved them. It was very fun. It was funny. Um, I think dark comedy. It's billed as a dark comedy. Yeah. Um, I'm not totally sure if the tone worked with like what was actually happening. It, um, there was like murder and sure. also the, the fallout <laughs> yeah. of plotting revenge on someone. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, collateral damage. Sure. Um, and... <clears throat> I felt like the character JP, the horrible, abusive monster that they all want dead. <laughs> yeah. I felt like he... Last week we talked about Jeffrey Dahmer. And yeah. we talked about how it would be really hard Great to, segue. to fictionalize <laughs> that story. Because if you tried to make up a fictional version of Jeffrey Dahmer, it just wouldn't be believable. Because that... Uh-huh true story is so unbelievably over the top and lurid and violent like a fictional version would be like where did, where did you come up with this shit you yeah <laughs> and i kind of felt that way about this character he was such a monster and i know horrible men exist in real life but seeing this fictionalized version i was just like no one's this bad you know I did not have that experience. Yeah, okay. But then I was wondering, like, maybe that's part of what makes this show work is, like, yeah. they didn't give him any depth, really. Like, it's there's yeah. no excuse for his behavior. There's no, like, yeah, I mean, barely. But um, maybe that's what made it us able to watch it and find it cathartic to watch these women plot to kill him. Because in yeah. any other situation, would be like, maybe you shouldn't kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> well, getting back to Jeffrey Dahmer for a second. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting that, Whatever else about like holes in the story or like mm-hmm. moral quandaries about the catharsis of watching a terrible man die. Um, as you know, we talked about this last week. Much has been made of the, uh, shall we say, thirsting for Jeffrey Dahmer that has come about mm-hmm. as a result of Dahmer. And is there actual first, evidence of that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. There are there are TikToks with. Yes, there are TikToks with people absolutely debasing themselves. And I want better for all those people, yeah. first of all. But secondly, um, life is a rich tapestry. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> but I think it's an absolute testament to the power of Sharon Horgan and, uh-huh. and Klaus Bang, who plays JP, the absolute monster in this show, that literally the internet in this divided era is united in its absolute loathing of JP and desire to see that man dead. I have not seen one TikTok, one tweet, one anything (laughs) giving him an ounce of anything other than how do we kill this motherfucker? Yeah. Like, how do we band together and kill this motherfucker? Yeah, I guess you're right. That's what made the show work. I mean, it's really like every four seconds we get another reason to hate him. Like, we see him do everything evil that you could possibly do. He doesn't cannibalize anyone that we've seen. Yeah. Um, There's always season two, I guess. <laughs> but here's the thing that I He really... murdered a cat. Like, that's... <laughs> I mean, 
he sprayed a cat that then ran into the road and got hit by a car. But like the classic, like, uh, I don't like TV writing trope is like the save the cat where you you show the audience that someone's a good person by having them save the cat. And he did the opposite of that. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But the thing that I think that I loved so much about this show is that this show starts off mainly as a comedy. And when we first meet, JP, his name is John Paul, men with double barrel names. No, thank you. That's another red flag right there. Um, (laughs) Blondes, men with double barrel names. I am fine with going on the record as being anti both of those things. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know. I guess I can't always say that. But anything that's like named after a pope is troublesome. (laughs) Like that's problematic for me. But anyway, I don't know. I've met a lot of cool guys named Pius. (laughs) Padre Pio Um, (laughs) anyway JP uh, when we first meet him it's at a family event they're all at Sharon Horgan's house which is the family home their backstory is that the parents died when the kids were young and Sharon Horgan as Eva the eldest Garvey sister stepped in and raised her sisters Mm -hmm. Um, and so they're insanely tight and they have you know sunday dinner together every sunday and you see this beautiful house their their family home that she lives in alone um and you see it's open to the entire family and you meet all of them there around this like beautiful wooden kitchen table like farmhouse kitchen table and it's so homey and cozy and then you see him just being your average run-of-the-mill fucking like homophobic fat phobic asshole racist douchebag guy like not in any way that women haven't dealt with a million times in our day-to-day lives and the thing that I loved is that like my husband about three episodes in was like he's just so over the top and I was like (laughs) I don't know dude I feel like this guy is every guy who's ever like hit on a woman in a bar and then called her a bitch or every guy who's spoken over a woman in a meeting and taken credit for her idea or every guy who's done any of the other million fucking microaggressions that women deal with from entitled men. Like, like. also, let me just say, he is tall and conventionally attractive. And I think that many, many men get passed because of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, just you see him just be this like asshole, this like, degrading asshole he refers to his wife as mammy in like (laughs) that was so the creepiest way that those five letters have ever been assembled and that alone is reason to murder this man but um i yeah you just and then it does escalate to insane proportions spoilers ahead if you haven't watched bad sisters i've I turned some coworkers onto it and I've been getting a series of all caps exclamation point emojis throughout the weekend, which has been very, very satisfying for me. <laughs> but um, it spoilers ahead. It escalates to the sisters discovering that he has his dead father in like a freezer in the basement of I his mother's house. I did not see that twist coming. I did not either. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, he just escalates in like his... Just depravity, basically. Yeah. And he's just a tiny, tiny, small man. Mm-hmm. Like, at the heart of this character is just every fucking insecure guy with a non-working dick who, like, is looking to blame somebody else for it. Yeah. And 
the central conceit of the show is that these sisters are like, he is sucking the life out of our sister. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to be done with him. And I posited this morning that Bad Sisters is just a Halloween show about an Irish coven of witches who (laughs) manifest beautiful wardrobes and amazing houses and, you know, (laughs) eventually get their way um, with this asshole. Um, it does have kind of witchy vibes. It does have witchy vibes. There's a the scene mo- where yes. they're sitting around the fire all holding hands in the back and it's mm-hmm. like on this, the show itself was filmed in Malahide, which is a seaside town outside Dublin, the capital. <laughs> uh, you can't see me rolling my eyes, but um, <laughs> at least they didn't make it in Dublin. So I'll give props for that. Um, but it's all windswept and rugged. And I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on your <laughs> resentment about Dublin. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Irish. Everybody resents Dublin. I don't know if everyone understands like the just sort of general resentment that pings around in Ireland. I have, I'm, I've said it on the radio before that everybody thinks the Irish pastime is hospitality, and in reality, it is begrudgery. (laughs) We will find any reason to knock someone down. Absolutely, (laughs) don't ever think that you're better than anyone else, and that's the entire population of Dublin. They they refer to the rest of the country as culchies. Which is like people from down the country. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't get me started. It's the whole thing. <laughs> um, Obviously. But, but this show is filmed in Malahide and <clears throat> it's a beautiful little seaside town. And Where apparently the, everyone has bay windows over yeah, it's the all, beach. Yeah. Yes. These are seven million dollar houses that yeah. they all live in. Um, but uh, you can buy it in the case of. Um, Eva's family home because they probably built that in like you know Mm -hmm. the 40s when there was like two houses on that road and that was it Um, anyway uh, so it's filmed in Malahide and it's all set against this like sort of witchy like backdrop (laughs) where it's it's so windswept and like the Irish coast is very rugged and like the Atlantic is Much like New York in Sex and the City, the Atlantic is a real character in Irish life. (laughs) Um, We truly have, like, the the Wild Atlantic Way is now a tourist destination on the east coast of Ireland, Mm -hmm. which is really amazing and beautiful and just, like, yeah, you should go see the Wild Atlantic Way, but I digress. Um, But, yeah, so the, that's the central conceit is that they are trying to save their sister from this terrible man and you see him degrade her in big and little ways just constantly he's like your work is is at home and Mm -hmm. just you know he tells her to break in his boots for him and walk around the house and he shits on anything she wants to do and just slowly slowly whittles away her self-confidence or sense of self or you know anything and tries to isolate her from and try, her family yeah which is classic right yes. like mm-hmm. that's it's just the it's just the basic douchebag profile yeah <laughs> throw in sociopathy and, <laughs> and keeping your dead father in the freezer to access his money <laughs> and you know yeah just the absolute fucking monster yes um but uh as I said, the show opens with seeing him dead. And then the other thing that I think the show does really well is starts off kind of as as a comedy. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. And then slowly ramps up the consequences until by the end, by episode 10, the last episode, I truly was like the tension was insane. Like yeah. <laughs> at that point, you don't know who has killed him or how he has died. 
the four sisters are all fragmented. They've all committed atrocities in the course of their botched attempts at trying yeah. to kill him. Those also escalate. It starts off that at first they like blow up his cabin, but nobody's injured. Mm -hmm. Then they end up maiming a man. <laughs> they try. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, paintball. The show's lucky. It's so charming and funny because a lot of these plots, I was like, you would be caught and prosecuted. Of course. <laughs> like their idea was to shoot him with a frozen paintball, I mm -hmm. guess, which would penetrate his soft, soft spot. spot in his skull. <laughs> And it naturally goes wrong, and they blind an innocent man. Um, he's just career in one is paintball, just, just in one eye. But now he probably can't be. He's a, paintball a better shot. Instructor. He's a better shot now. He doesn't. That's how that works. <laughs> anyway, he's going to move to riflery, and yeah, I just my brain would briefly land on like mm, some, someone's going to wonder why the yeah. paintball <laughs> blinded this man. But that's whatever. And the tension is also helped by the fact that no one has any regard for the trespassing they do they're always sneaking around places they're not supposed to be and then obviously getting caught yeah you know? <laughs> it, yeah it's i mean it's kind of like a classic you know thriller trope for people to be snooping around where they're going to be caught but they did it a lot on this show well, everyone's snooping it's also the situation where it's like assured mutual destruction like they're caught snooping in minna's house after she has died mm -hmm. minna is jp's mother who ends up getting frozen to death <laughs> whoops yeah um <laughs> getting murdered um but uh it's like the classic you know assured mutual destruction like he sees them in the house and confronts them about why they're there mm -hmm. and they deny everything and then he has covered up his mother's death because he doesn't want anyone to find his father's body so yeah. he can't say anything about yeah, yeah. it and there's and also when they discover his frozen, his fish stick father in the freezer, um, I was like, well, that's it. This is the end of the show, right? You just like go to the guards in this situation and mm -hmm. tell them like, hey, this fucker is keeping like a frozen, like he told his mother that he, the father left, yeah. abandoned the family. And um, I was like, well, that's it. And they do actually address that in the show. And they say like, well, that's it. And then they're like, no, that wouldn't work because then she'd wait for him. And like, yeah, which I believe again. Yeah. Like the charm of this show is that you're like, oh, yeah, that explains it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah let's we do got to kill him. Let's <laughs> let's go ahead and just murder someone <laughs> instead of uh, just, yeah, doing the right thing. <laughs> um, but uh, I just I think it's so well done. And one of the things that I think Sharon Horgan has done in her other series, which I've always appreciated, we talked about, I believe, all the seasons of Catastrophe, which we I both so. loved. Yes. Um, featuring Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney um, playing a married couple. And it was just so true and believable. And one of the things that I think Sharon Horgan does well, she writes this series and stars in it. Um, but one of the things I think she does well is she doesn't she, she does subtlety really well. Like she there's not a lot of exposition. You're really dropped into these people's lives as mm -hmm. they're happening. And there's also not a lot of like they they bring up that about like, well, let's just go to the guards. And then it's addressed in like one or two lines. It's not like, well, here's a convoluted reason why. And we're yeah, going to yeah. play this out. And then the same thing with just you know, overt messages that the show tries to get across about, like, misogyny and these, yeah, like, the terrible ways that women are, like, degraded daily. 
there's a scene where the sisters are talking about like different ways to kill him and it's all the ways that women die like every day <laughs> like just like walking his dog like we could hit him with a car like we could drag him into the woods we could like drown him in his bath which they do try and then <laughs> but there's just you know like just this casual discussion of the like ways that women are in peril like daily mm -hmm. without it hitting you over the head and then at the end the the biggest problem with the show for me is that um the <laughs> he's dead everyone's fine with it nobody liked this guy anyway but there's two brothers the claffin brothers who have an insurance agency who are investigating this trying to prove that this was murder and not um an accident mm -hmm. so that they don't have to pay out on the life insurance policy. And the reason why is because their father was an embezzler who didn't <laughs> file any of the policies and was just right. taking the money for himself. And they don't want this to come out. They don't. Yeah. yeah. And, and they can't afford to pay out this claim. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they're investigating um, this. And the biggest thing is, and they, they address this very early in the show. They're like, they're insurance fuckers. They're not the police. Yeah. Like, we don't need to talk to them. And I'm like, yes, these people don't have a fucking leg to stand on. Like, yeah. just everybody keep your mouth shut. Don't talk to them. Just pressure them to pay the claim. Again, spoiler, the show ends with them not, they drop the claim. The the Claffin, the one Claffin brother finds out that, um, JP was killed and we find out who killed him and it was spoiler it was the wife yes <laughs> it was the wife which so he did end up going out in the way most women go out at the hands of their domestic partner uh, yes exactly <laughs> and it was the wife and um they find out and everybody drops the claim and then they you know everything's fine the Claffin brothers are fine and the sisters are fine and the guards meanwhile who have gotten a confession from Becca the younger daughter mm -hmm. that the younger sister that she had accidentally killed men are just like, oh, she was drunk. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. just put her to bed. She'll be fine. <laughs> um, so nobody's looking into anything. So there's no problem. Yeah. And uh, I think that was maybe the most unrealistic thing for me. I feel like if a rich white man died, people would give it a second look <laughs> just because it's a rich white man dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I, it was explained away adequately enough for the show is that like the there was no suspicion about his death from the police. Yeah. And the only, so the only people investigating are the insurance guys. But I, yeah, just the number of murder plots they went through <laughs> and attempted. And like, I don't, I don't know about other people. I worry all the time that a device is listening to me. And in fact, no, based on the ads I get in my Instagram feed, sure. that devices are listening to me. These women love to talk in very explicit terms in every room of everyone's <laughs> house about how they're going to murder this man, John Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I hope no one has like Alexa. You know? yeah. I would have liked it if they had, uh, you know, talked about poisoning him with mushrooms and then said, hey, Siri, can you put on a yeah. Leonard Cohen? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think that the charm of the show is these women all have fabulous wardrobes and Irish accents, and that'll yeah, you no, know, get I, me past a lot. Totally. <laughs> Charming show. I I mean, I think it's fine to have a plot that's a little over the top and, you know, outlandish. It's it's television. It's I thought it I thought it worked. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, for the most part. I thought it was a very good show. Yeah, what do you think about the... So, the twist at the end is that it turns out that it was, in fact, his wife who killed him. And she killed him because John Paul confessed that the reason that he couldn't have sex with her is because her sister, Eva, 
uh, played by Sharon Horgan, had seduced him years ago. And that's why he wasn't able to have sex with her. And it turns out, as she's listening to this story, that she realizes that he, in fact, raped Eva Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, causing her to lose the child she didn't know she was pregnant with at that time and then causing infertility (laughs) and she couldn't have future children. A little bit labored, I'd say, that that whole... Well, I I will say that I read an interview where the original Flemish, Norwegian, whatever... Dutch, whatever it was, <laughs> the original <laughs> Flemish um, in episode, epi- the original Flemish show in episode nine had a reenactment of that, uh-huh. and they chose to just have John Paul tell the story versus a reenactment, and I was grateful for that. I, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad I didn't have to see a horrific rape. Um, I feel like it was it was a satisfying ending that she was the one who who finally mustered the wherewithal to murder her husband but um i i think it was a little bit of a stretch because he had broken down this woman so severely she was like a shell of a person mm-hmm. he emotionally manipulated her presumably for their entire relationship yeah. and the idea that she would suddenly like muster the strength to even confront him about anything much less kill him seemed like a stretch to me and the whole I thought the whole like having raped her sister and her like putting the pieces together in her mind didn't it felt a little bit labored and unlikely but I don't know all that said it was fun to watch her strangle (laughs) it's a whole nature versus nurture question Jess I think that again that is the power of having a coven (laughs) I think I yeah, think we should that, have seen that scene like cut together with the other four sisters around a campfire, like chanting yeah. a spell or something. <laughs> to the windows, yeah. to the walls. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I think that I see I, that was believable for me, though, because I think that that is the only thing that can break her out of that is the 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 one piece of herself that she still has inside is tied to this family and not to him and her you know it's and that's the one thing like that can prompt her to break out of this is the fact that like yeah that that loyalty or just like that and it's also held up throughout the show in the fact that um eva is the mother hen to all of these girls and Mm -hmm. she's also completely accepting and non-judgmental of grace throughout you know all the other sisters have moments where they're like why do you you know and and you see Eva just constantly listen to her and accept her and just you know I don't know let her process being married to a fucking shithead (laughs) um but and then yeah I don't know I that felt believable to me and I also liked there was one line that she threw in where she said like you it was about how John Paul hadn't had sex with her for years and she tried to seduce him the night of her birthday and he rebuffed her and then admits all this, mm-hmm. which in his mind, I 100% believe he thinks like your sister came on to me and like yeah. it was mutual or whatever. Um, but he admits all this and then just gets like really gross and degrades her and everything. But then there's a line where she, I feel like she murders him for her family but then she also says like you made me believe that this was my fault like and it was Mm -hmm. never my fault and I'm just like yeah that's right like 
you do acknowledge like what's taken from you too. Like yeah. I, I like that she stood up for like, hey, I was like a sexual being who was completely desexualized by being called Mammy. <laughs> Can't even say it out loud. Um, <laughs> um, and just yeah, like yeah, I don't know. I found it very cathartic. I was into it. Yeah, it was cathartic. <laughs> I was I, into it. It was great. I was also like, this. She's he's three times her size. <laughs> the well, idea he, that she could actually physically overpower him was people lift cars yeah that's what it is people lift cars for their kids you know i i would absolutely for my coven i would lift i would i would murder someone with stripy pajama so 100 i mean i i think that part's if you have a tool at hand you could choke someone if you got that if you were you know in a position of power Mm -hmm. i could i could do it (laughs) okay one of the questions i was going to ask jess do you think that you could actually murder someone to save someone else oh that's a good question i don't i honestly don't know i don't know i've I've just been waiting for someone to ask me to be honest (laughs) (laughs) he cut you in traffic i'm there (laughs) poison (laughs) absolutely um yeah i don't know it's it's tough but i felt like this was a justified murder sure (laughs) i felt like i was Glad to see him go. And I will say that I've been on record for many, many years as saying that one of the only things that has kept me going and gotten me through a lot of things since 2016 is the fervent belief deep in my heart that one day I will wake up and hear that Donald Trump has died. (laughs) Truly. I mean, maybe not. He feels like a cockroach who's going to outlive us all. But that keeps me going. Yeah. That that really would be a source of joy for me. Um, But yeah, so, so you... Found it cathartic also, even though problematic. Yeah, I did. It was, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I also found the show a little formulaic for the first few episodes, but um, I don't know. It was still fun. We see, you know, who decides initially? Is it Mm BB to kill him? And we see one by one, each of the other sisters get looped into the plot. And Mm -hmm. it takes, you know, at first they're like, no, of course we can't do that. And then there's some final encounter inciting event yeah Yeah. an event where he crosses a line with them and then they are on board for the murder and um after the first one i was like oh we're gonna see this with the next two sisters too but um i don't know it was still it was still fun a lot going on did you i i also the insurance brothers i feel like that could have been executed better like i wasn't really on board there so there's two brothers one seems to be more level-headed and Mm -hmm. the other one is the one trying to save his father's legacy and keep the company from going bankrupt and he's just a spaz yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. i wasn't he even though it's explained to us in like you know very black and white terms what his motivations are that he has to save the insurance firm he has a why are you acting like this man (laughs) He's under a great amount of stress, Jess. Yeah. He has a nine-month pregnant wife who's on bed rest who is constantly sending him to the chipper for food. <laughs> Her, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, that, that alone, having to go to Abracadabra four times a day, very stressful, believe me. Abracadabra? Is that what they say? Yes, Abracadabra. I miss that. Oh, yeah, Abracadabra oh. is a beloved Irish chain, a uh, fast food chain that is genius. Yeah, it's delicious. Okay. Do recommend. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I was going to save this for our, you know, nonsense chatter at the end. end but um, th- this show opens with a mountain of tea sandwiches that Grace has made yeah. for JP's funeral. And 
at some point the insurance brothers show up and Tom nabs a whole handful of cheese and onion sandwiches yeah. mm-hmm. or egg and, egg and onion. onion. Mm-hmm. And I immediately paused to Google Irish egg and onion yeah. sandwich. And I think I need to get in on this. It's it sounds thing. delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. It's egg salad with onion. It's egg delicious. salad with onion and yeah. lettuce, it seems like. Yes. Lettuce and tomato. Yeah. 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 Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be my new thing. Okay, great. <laughs> I love it. I love, I don't know. We talk about sandwiches too much, given that this is Do a we? TV show. <laughs> Can we talk about sandwiches too much? I don't know. It seems like the Irish have a great sandwich tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we do, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, by the way, controversial, every sandwich in Ireland comes with butter. Standard. Yeah, I've learned that from you. Standard. So, yeah. It's the way to go. Yeah, way to go. Anyway, if you have opinions about butter on every sandwich, um, feel free to tweet at us. Or anything about Bad Sisters, feel free to tweet at us. We're at BFF TV on the radio. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, We are going to talk about wardrobe for the next 25 minutes. Uh, Sharon Horgan, I firmly believe, got into TV just to wear the best wardrobe since Carrie Bradshaw. I mean, better than Carrie Bradshaw in many ways. More eclectic. Um, And I read an interview with her about the show where she did, people talked about the wardrobe because all the sisters impeccably dressed. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, she did give a shout out to the wardrobe lady who I, I don't recall her name now. So um, <laughs> maybe less interesting than uh, where I was originally going with this. But um, she talked about how, you know, the sisters all have their own individual style. And yet there's something that ties sort of all of them together. And I was extremely satisfied to see at the end Grace moving out of the house that she shared with JP wearing a very brightly colored jumper like <laughs> just like all the rest of the Garvey sisters yeah incredible knitwear on this yeah. show across the board everyone at some point was wearing a sweater that I truly coveted oh yes a jumper is a sweater jumper by yes. the way sorry I, was I sent you a Irish couple colloquialism. Pictures, yeah including Matt the one of the insurance brothers wearing a Gorgeous, like burgundy, <laughs> yeah. chunky knit with yeah. like blue flecks in it. Yes, that, I had that wool. Stunning. That, we were all made to knit a sweater in <gasps> school. And that was basically the wool that I wow. used. It was, <laughs> mine was the reverse. It was blue with red flecks throughout. Oh, nice. Yeah. I knit this sweater. I wore it for, for Shar Horgan. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I think more broadly, I feel like we maybe talked about this when we talked about catastrophe. Um I feel like there's a tendency for shows about like female, I don't want to like domestic issues, you know, like mm-hmm. like a family thing or, you know, whatever, like women's shows that are about like serious topics to be drab, mm-hmm. to like show that, show a woman's like mental state or her trouble or whatever her struggle is through like being bedraggled or, you know, not having time to take care of yourself or living in squalor or you know so yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I could be wrong this is just a vibe this is my gut feeling not gonna cite any examples but uh Shar Horgan doesn't do that no she's just like no women can dress beautifully yeah I'm gonna look have, great like, in every problems with their scene. kids or yeah. like you know problems with their yeah. husband it does not have to be expressed through dour clothing she, yeah the yeah the clothes in this were all fabulous everyone was had you know beautiful homes or you know Becca had a fun apartment Kitchy that was apartment. yeah funky yeah. and multicolored. They lived in a beautiful town. It's just yeah she is not going to get on board for that 
television trope that I maybe just made up, but I'm going to say it's real. No, I think it's I think it's real. I yeah. do think that's frequently used to show. Yeah. As I look down at what I'm wearing today, I'm you like, look great, oh, as always. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> okay. You got your magic crystals. <laughs> yeah. Got a nice jumper. Yep. 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 Um, okay. What did you think about the? Um, so again, as I said, I think that we do. They ramp up the tensions and the stakes, and they do also ramp up the consequences. Like it ultimately ends with Minna being murdered. Let's just call it accidentally. Spade, yeah. spade, murdered. As soon as she put like <laughs> closed that freezer door behind someone and yeah. we didn't see who it was, yeah. I was like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't JP. Um, but one of the things again that I thought this show did that was interesting is so JP has all these weird things happen to him, and he's not an introspective guy, right? We know that, yeah. but like. He also immediately or pretty early on goes to like somebody's trying to kill me, mm -hmm. which is a fucking ludicrous statement on its face. Right. Mm -hmm. Most people would be like, OK, the fuck. But like, I think that what the show did well is like it shows JP never having a moment of doubt about anything throughout this show. Like yeah. he takes every opportunity he can to degrade somebody, to belittle somebody to exert his power, to fucking lie, to do whatever he needs to do to, like, be fucking evil in the moment, yeah. right? And never hesitate about it. And then we do see the inverse with all the sisters going through this, even when they've decided that they're going to kill him. They all have, like, moments of doubt about their role in their interactions with him like right. he or if they're doing it for the wrong reasons yeah. which i found very funny like we're not yeah. doing this for our yeah. personal revenge we're doing it to save our sister yeah yeah like, okay <laughs> but we um but we see that so ursula is the sister who's having an affair and she um she he switches her phone at one of these family events and another like, wobbly plot point whatever right he like <laughs> Text her. People on TV are always when you see them texting someone that they have a long relationship. It's always with, it's one no oh. one text, and it's like you would have a whole text yeah. chain there. <laughs> and so he swaps his phone number in for her lovers in her contact list, yeah. so she'll be texting J JP, thinking she's texting her boyfriend. But it's like you would see the text history and know that that something was up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That made me mad. T TV still doesn't understand how texting works somehow. But anyway, go on. I, I mean, I you. think the thing with that is it doesn't want to draw focus from the one message that you're supposed to pay attention to. Yeah. Because I, for one, am a nosy bitch who would be freeze framing that and being like, milk? What? Like, <laughs> like reading every single text message and not the one that oh, you're supposed to yeah. draw the attention to. But anyway, um, you see, he, he tells her to like send him a picture of her vagina or whatever. And then you see her and she's like, I mean, I know I shouldn't have done that. And I love how the sisters immediately rally around. They're like, it's your vulva. You can do what you want with it. Like you can send it to whoever you want. Like don't don't question any of this. Yeah. And like they all um, just always like have have each other's back but like you do see each of them struggle with yeah whether they're doing it for the right reasons or like their own part in it like jp fucks with becca by telling her he's going to give her the money she needs for this massage business that she's trying to get off the ground and then yanks it out from under her and makes grace go tell her that she was mistaken you know like mm -hmm. he tries to gaslight all of these sisters at different points he 
tells Eva or he like sabotages her at work. They work at the same company and he yeah. sabotages her and tells the boss that like she had a mental breakdown, which we then later learn is as a result of the rape and um, that she drinks a lot. And excuse me, she's Irish. I mean, I don't <laughs> think anyone would give more than a moment's pause to that in any architectural firm in Ireland. Um, but you see all of them sort of like the, the insidious ways that he like makes them doubt themselves while he literally never has a fucking moment of doubt about this ludicrous story he's trying to spin about somebody killing him and also never tries to think about like who it could be he just immediately assumes rightly as it turns out that it's the Gar- <laughs> the garby sisters <laughs> and uh but doesn't really seem too pressed about it because no. he's so concerned he's so certain that he'll come out on top mm-hmm. and again i think like none of that is overtly shown but it's just like I appreciate that Sharon Horn, Horn, Horgan subtly throws in all these things that are just like so relatable in ways that anyone who has ever dealt with a fucking shitty small man like this yeah. would recognize, you know. Um, anyway, uh, we've received a, a text from friend of the show, Julia, and she has a question saying, um, asking what BB and Ursula do for work. Um, and then, yeah, she said Ursula is a nurse. And uh, that was another plot point that was a little holy for me. Ursula was able to access any of the range of drugs at the <laughs> at the hospital. And um, Jess is now going to tweet a to picture take... of her sweater oh, that no, she knit herself. It's beautiful. It's no, great. It's I can take one and tweet it out later. That's no, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, I I just appreciated a lot about this show, and mainly I think it was. Um, great fun it was great fun it was great fun love love to see those garvey sisters come out on top (laughs) really Um, really do becca the youngest sister has an affair with matt oh yeah insurance Mm -hmm. brother and great chemistry oh and that is truly yeah it the most beautiful man he's gorgeous (laughs) yeah he's definitely the most beautiful irish man yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah i enjoyed their I enjoyed their relationship. They had amazing chemistry. And yeah, they did. Also, um, Becca is played by Eve Hewson, who is the daughter of Bono. Again. <laughs> Leah's eyes just rolled out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was very angry to learn that. And she's fucking great. That, yeah, she even great. more angry about that, I know. actually. I hate it when nepotism works out. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know she was Bono's daughter because I probably would have been like, mm, this that's how I started off, and she completely won me over. Yeah, um, she's very charming. Again, begrudgery. The, yeah. <laughs> like every Irish person hates Bono. I think a lot of people in the world hate Bono. I hate actually, Bono. I think that's just, I think that's not just an Irish thing. But yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I thought it was great. It it is largely down to the chemistry. Like the five sisters just have an extraordinarily believable relationship. Like you believe that these people have known each other. And do sort of have that impenetrable bond that nobody else outside the family will be able to, you know, like they do all have families and they have their other lives or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it does sort of seem like a little bit of a coven that they've got yeah, going yeah. on. That Like this is their core group that they will return to. And isn't that what we're all looking for in 2022? Mm-hmm. A core group of women to coven. just bolster you and to go keep, swimming with. To keep you going. Yeah. And the, the 40 foot. Um, um, so... Over the course of the show, we've said they try many, many different ways to kill this man, and there's increasingly devastating fallout yeah. and uh, 
collateral damage, yeah. including Oscar the dog. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Indirectly, Harry Styles the cat. Uh, oh, Mi- that's right. Minna, yeah. J.P.'s mom, and uh, some guy's eye. Oh, his yeah. name was Squirrel. Squ- a dog, <laughs> a cat, and a squirrel. Hmm. <laughs> Come back to that. Um, so is... Is so there... the animals are getting smaller in size. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so is there a lesson to take here about like revenge being bad for you? Or yeah. is it just like, you know, you keep failing, but you got to keep trying. <laughs> Tomorrow's <laughs> Fail another better. day to try to murder someone. Yeah, I think that I do think that was part of the lesson because we see in episode nine that the sisters are all completely fragmented. When JP actually dies, they're all suspicious of each other at that stage. Mm-hmm. And it has the the unifying thing that they had is now fragmented. And they've all lost things. Like Ursula loses Ben, her lover. Mm-hmm. Um, BB. I don't know what she loses. Well, she blinded a guy. She blinded so a guy. The same it. injury that JP inflicted on her. Yeah. Um, we see Eva, she loses her promotion at work, which is the one thing she has is her job. And yeah. it's, it's work. And then um, Becca loses, I don't know, she kills Minna. She loses her relationship with Minna, yeah. which um, brought her a lot of joy. And she, uh, yeah, whatever, now has to be responsible for killing a woman that she really likes. Yeah, that'd be a tough one to live with. Pretty heavy. But um, yeah, so we see that. And I think, yeah, I do think it's like, you know, you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas, as they say. You know, I think it's the whole thing about like wading into anything like that, like spreads in ways that you can't control and that you can't predict and that are out of, you know, like, yeah, it all, it poisons everything yeah. in, in ways that you can't ever predict or come back from. And again, I think that like one of the things I enjoy is like there's a line where Sharon Horgan's like, you just have to learn to live with it. Like, and that truly is it. Like that's, you just have to learn to live with this. Like that's something you're always going to carry. But yeah. I don't know, hopefully, uh, what's her name? The sister, uh, Grace. <laughs> Grace. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully Grace and Blonded living with Eva in their house and twerking to Lizzo for all eternity <laughs> will be the payoff that we need. Hopefully. Blonded is quite a name. I kept it's reading the it Irish word for That's what my husband was like, poor Band-Aid. Yeah. Like, it's the Irish word for flower. So Flower? Yeah. Okay. So nice. that's, and it's, I will say that the closed caption spelled it incorrectly. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's B-L-A-T-H-N-A-I-D. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the closed captioning B-L-A-F-A-D. understand that father, the Irish T-H-N-A-I-D. spelling doesn't make sense to an American audience. <laughs> okay, so um, you have pleaded the fifth on whether or not you could kill a man. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and then uh, if, okay, we also find out that she stages John Paul's death after choking him um, based on like a movie that she's watching, yes. based on the life of Isadora Duncan, who died when her scarf was caught in the axle of a car and she was strangled. Uh-huh. So what movie are you <laughs> then going to base your murder on? Oh, um, if you guys have a Goodfellas? movie, I don't know. <laughs> mine's 100% Titanic. I'm going to put them on a door. I'm going to have them cling in the Atlantic I Ocean. You're going to say you're going to buy passage for someone no. on a large <laughs> ship and then no. plant an iceberg strategically in the sea. No, I'm absolutely going to murder them by me laying on a door that's clearly big enough for two people. And then the like, ensuing no. argument about that, whether or not the door could have held two people, will distract from the fact that. That I murdered this person. <laughs> I think it's perfect. 
<laughs> Other than the fact I just Perfect said it on crime. the radio. <laughs> Perfect crime. I'll just float in the Atlantic on a door. <laughs> Somebody hanging off the edge for until they freeze to death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think there is something to like a, a boat murder, you know, like. Sure. Work um, for Natalie Woods. Yeah. I mean, exactly. didn't work for her, but yeah. It, well, work yeah. for Christopher Walken. <laughs> allegedly allegedly um and robert no yeah not christopher walken he was he was there but we i don't anyway let's not go down that road yes she was married to robert wagner right yeah i have a a theory that you know what i'm not gonna say robert wagner and christopher walken were having sex and she walked in and lost her mind they pushed her off the boat that's what i heard that's what you heard that's what i heard i just feel like if christopher walken witnessed this alleged murder that that there's something that about that that explains his whole personality. A hundred percent. Christopher Walken totally dissociated after that, and that is why we now have the the fucking specter like form of Christopher Walken that we have to deal with. Something like that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I totally believe that. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't think Christopher Walken sending a cease and desist to TV on the radio. But I don't think it would be a know. cease and desist. But, uh. <laughs> Um, this show had a couple other parallels to Jeffrey Dahmer, which we watched last sure, week, sure. which was a father and son relationship that was shaped in some way by someone doing taxidermy on uh-huh. roadkill, mm-hmm. which I didn't <laughs> know that was a thing. But yeah. um, Oh, and also the dad. There's one brief scene where we see a flashback to when JP's father is still alive, and he mentions going up to some road in Dublin where there's a lot of good roadkill, mm-hmm. and that he's working on a polar bear. Are there polar bears walking around in Ireland? No. Okay. I believe that's probably some, you know, unholy hybrid of, you know, I don't know. You're going to dye your taxidermid skunk or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Try to make it into a... Um, And then there's a scene towards the end where Becca takes the, whatever the euthanasia drug is that they were going to try to kill JP with and she mixes up two drinks for herself Mm -hmm. and for Matt and we see her stirring poison into one and I think the tension was supposed to be like is she going to kill Matt Mm -hmm. which would make no fucking sense whatsoever Um, but that reminded me of many many scenes from Dahmer where he's stirring up poison into one of their drinks with his dirty ass finger yeah with his gross finger Um, but it also didn't make much sense that Becca would I mean except out of guilt for having killed Minna Mm -hmm. but um Aside from that, killing herself wouldn't have done anything. Well, I she think, didn't do the crime. Yeah, but I think then that would, I think there was supposed to be a, like, she would take the focus off Grace, who did commit this crime. And okay. Grace and Blonde, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, the Claffin brothers are insurance people. They're not, like, actual guards <laughs> investigating this. Nobody's looking into this guy's murder, guys. Yeah, we've said on this show Fine. many times, don't ever talk to the cops. You don't don't talk to insurance yeah. people either. <laughs> Just keep your mouth shut. I worked with insurance people for many years. Don't talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that with 100% clarity. Don't talk to insurance people. About anything. About anything, <laughs> truly. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, but uh, the other thing, too, that we see JP contrasted with, like, the many decent men in this show um Matt being the one that comes to mind first because he's <laughs> the most fuckable let's be let's be real oh yeah um yeah so i don't i don't know what my point was with that but sure that was fine i think it's uh, you know to avoid the like you just hate men thing i don't know yeah i guess so i don't know i don't know there's something t- that we're to take from this show essentially being 
five sisters against two brothers. Is that like... <laughs> is this like uh, a poker thing? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I, don't, I don't know. We see the river and then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't. Not that I'm aware of. I do think that... Uh, I, I, the main thing that I took from this is that like you do need at least five women to, to prevail over one shitty man. Yeah, yeah. That's... That's really the the big takeaway for all of us. Um, I have a, at the end of the first uh, episode, we see them sitting around the campfire. I think it's supposed to be shortly after JP's funeral, mm-hmm. and the four sisters minus Grace are talking about how they're all in this together. They say something like they agree to keep Grace in the dark about mm-hmm. what they did, and they're going to look out for each other. But by the time you get to the end of the show, it's clear that at that point in the story. They haven't done anything that they're aware of. They don't know how JP died, right? But they know they didn't do it. <laughs> so what were they talking about? Well, because I think at that point they were all distrustful of each other. Okay. And they were talking about, like, we're all going to stick together, like, no matter what. And, like, yeah, we'll keep her in the dark about how many times we tried to murder her shitbag husband. Okay. Um, which was the funniest attempt at murder for you? It was the drowning for me, where they're all sitting in the car, and he, and then Gabriel, her um, oh, yeah, gay yeah. coworker, comes and saves them, and they're all like, "Come on, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on!" <laughs> What's he doing? Like just trying to save a life out here. Um, yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, that was funny, and like it was ludicrous, but I was still like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, just the <laughs> the insanity of trying to roofie him, and mm-hmm. then he's like staggering around his own bedroom while they're all like sitting there in plain sight. It was. So ridiculous, and yet I was, I was white knuckling through. Yeah, the whole and yet again, how many? Sh- there is a show on Netflix right now about a girl who was roofied in college and gang raped, and again, it's like the parallel between like how this happens to women, like, yeah, more frequently than any of us care to admit or acknowledge. Um, yeah, fuck jump ball. <laughs> <laughs> and also i should have so, come in here pretending like he had redeeming characteristics <laughs> just to annoy you i we're gonna get to a song in a moment but also i turned my boss onto the show and he came in traumatized after watching two episodes and was like i had to like search for interviews with that guy to make sure that he was a decent guy like <laughs> i'm like sir it's a sh- it's a scripted tv show <laughs> like this is it's okay. It's like, fascinating. Take it down several notches. He got the ick real bad from this show and has thus far, well, he's on vacation, but has been unable to, to finish it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, You know how you used to hear about how people, actors would get shit in real life for what their mm-hmm. characters did? Like, I've always wondered, who are these people who don't understand <laughs> that acting is yeah. acting? Now I know. Yeah. They're, surgeons. Yeah, respected <laughs> surgeons <laughs> who, have, uh, who have your life in their hands. <laughs> Well, if you want to um, get real mad at somebody, feel free to watch Bad Sisters um, because it's very cathartic to see a terrible man die. And uh, we'll be back next week with more TV <laughs> on the radio. Keep it here on BFF.FM. Um, Indie Rock Girl Radio is coming up next. I am going to try to play a song. We'll oh, see boy. how that works. <laughs> I don't know why. The second song, my computer's always like, fuck you. Absolutely not. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, do you have anything else that you want to say while I fight with my computer about this? Um, I I was gratified by the involvement of neighbor Roger, ultimately, which, I mean, sorry, that we've literally spoiled everything that's happened on this show, but um, we see Grace commit, he, she strangles JP and then sets it up to look like, like you said, he was strangled in an ATV accident. 
And I was just like, this 92-pound woman would not be able to lift this van onto an ATV. But we learned that she had an accomplice. Yep. Anyway, so He's now that we Roger. spoiled everything, have a great Sunday. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Keep it here on BFF.FM. Indie Rock Girl Radio is coming up next. This is The Pogues, Dirty Old Town. But my love By the gasworks wall Dream the dream By the old canal I kiss my girl By the factory wall Dirty old town Dirty old town are drifting across the moon Cats are prowling on their beams Springs a girl from the streets at night Dirty old town Dirty old town Friends are doing it. All your 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 friends are doing it. Best frequencies forever.
spots of dust fill the room where I lie. The sun is in my eyes.